You are listening to Changing the Game with me, Wilson Casado. What is the game? The game is everything. Everything from the education you receive to the career or business you pursue. In regards to diversity and inclusion, though, there isn't a level playing field. The show will allow us to hear from those who are challenging the status quo. It is about creating a new future where things are done differently, a future with diversity and inclusion, and most importantly, a future where everyone has access to play the game. Hello everyone, welcome to Changing the Game. Today I have a very special guest with me here, is Jill Tang. Jill is talking directly from China with us, so I'm very excited to have her. How are you, Jill? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me, Wilson. Very nice. So I will, I will quickly introduce Jill by the form of you know, reading her bio, but then we're going to ask questions to get to know more about her. Well, Jill Tang is a serial entrepreneur, community builder, and women in STEM advocate. She is the co-founder of Ladies Who Tech. I think that's why I got interested in you, Jill. So I like Ladies Who Tech too. It's too cool not to have a chat with you. So Ladies Who Tech is a social enterprise focusing on changing the status quo and promotes gender diversity and inclusion in STEM industry through offering digital upskilling education, career opportunities, and community network. Forbes, China, The Guardian, BBC, Technode, Paper, CGTN, and CNN also reported her work. Jill was the finalist for the 2016 Australia-China Young Alumni of the Year and Top 100 Gen, Gen T in China. Jill, that's awesome bio, Jill. So yeah. what about what about you if we if I start with a very common question from you know in, in, in our experience of changing the game? Jill, what can you tell us about your story that's not in your bio? Uh, well, you know, my formal training was uh, uh, finance and accounting. I guess I didn't mention that in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, well, I'm, I'm. I just want to give a very quick, uh, you know, introduction about myself. Um, I'm a local Chinese, grew up in Shanghai, but I was educated in Australia. You probably can pick up some of my Aussie accent from here and there. Um, so, but most of my time was in, in Melbourne, in Australia. So my formal training, um, the professional background is more in the finance and accounting. Um, however, um, I have been uh, started my entrepreneurial journey since 2015. Um, and then leading to tech is my third startup. And all of my startup journey was uh, surrounded uh, uh, by uh, was basically uh, uh, focusing on community building. Very nice. So uh, you came to Australia to study at university, or you came early and you have your high school education here as well? Oh, I came to Australia for uh, for higher education for uh, university uh, college. Very nice. So you did mention that your. Uh, your entrepreneurial journey is in this sort of social community sort of area. Uh, where, where that came from? Where, where this appetite and this passion for this area came from in your life? 
Um, I think it's really from the personal experience because I spent,、um, you know,、uh, quite a long time in Australia, and、um, when I returned to China,、um, I actually had、um, quite big reverse culture shock.、Um, so then, you know, when you're trying to looking for、um, people who share the same culture identity,、um, uh, then that's how it started because.、Um, um, You know the the overseas、um, experience does have does、um, have changed some of、uh, my my、um, what I say like the culture identity. So that's why、um, I think there are a lot of、um, people、uh, which we call it、uh, the Chinese overseas returnees who have shared the same feelings. So so it's it's more like you know when you have a mass market for women, right? Say for example, women as a topic, but then there's still a, a, a vertical pillars under the topic of women, right?、Yep. Uh, there are women entrepreneurs, there are women in tech, there are women in science, women in fashion. So the same thing, you know, for someone、uh, we are Chinese, but then we have international education background, so we more like in a vertical that need needed、um, more dedicated or customized platform for、uh, that. Group of people who share the same、uh, culture ID. So it's very interesting that you you, you mentioned something different today、uh, from the conversations that I had before. You mentioned about this cultural identity and the fact that you you lived overseas and then you came back came back to your country and you you experienced having you know as a dual identity sort of thing and trying to figure out who you are. So.、Uh, I can relate that quite a bit because I'm, I'm originally when I was born in Brazil, I grew up in Brazil. There was a point in my career that I went to have a, a, a long-term、uh, expat experience in US, and I can remember then when I went back to Brazil, it's kind of my life changed. I do remember a manager, my manager at the time, saying when I was going to US that they say, "Well, look, you don't know yet, Wilson, but、uh, you know you." About to to board in a journey that will completely change your life, and I think I didn't have a clue of he meant by that. I was just thinking about how cool the you know the business opportunity would be, but yeah. So I came back with a completely with very weird sort of、uh, you know where I belong sort of question, and 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 the identity was pretty much、uh, bubbling. So thank, thanks for sharing that. So,、uh, Jill, women in STEM is is a big subject、uh, these days. is a big subject for us in in our company in Visage. So we we operate in that STEM sort of in our careers area.、Uh, and I have a curiosity, particularly for you, which is I know this reality of women in STEM in, in Australia. I know a little bit what I hear about, you know, so Brazil because we have our our company operates there as well. But I don't really、uh, know how is that in China. So is is the STEM careers in China also like this debalance or unbalance in terms of gender? Um. <clears throat> I think for、uh, for what do you call it the the gender gap, especially in the STEM industry, is a universal challenge.、Uh, 
Um, but I think overall, China is not doing bad. I think they're actually doing quite well here in China, especially when you're looking at overall about digital um, digital economy here in China. Um, Chinese people are very tech savvy, um, so. I think it's more about the stereotype and also the unconscious bias, which is existing, um, uh, which is a shared universal challenge, um, mm. which means, yes, there is a, a gender gap for STEM industry here in China as well. Um, but then the access to the digital um, education uh, or digital equality, uh, China is actually quite uh, doing quite well. Um, so, so yeah, so, so which means we do have a very good foundation to work from. Uh, it's more about the changing people's mindset. Um, then again, comes back to that two top uh, factors. One is uh, stereotype. Secondly, is the unconscious bias. Uh, I was having this conversation about bias yesterday. So I have a, a chat about uh, diversity uh, with some friends. Uh, and, and we talk about bias a lot. We talk about the fact that uh, one thing in bias, one thing about bias is that we all have it. So we talk about identity, right? So, it's, you know, our bias normally pretty much related to, you know, the identity that you, that you grow up with. So uh, <clears throat> tell, me, tell me about women in tech, women who tech, right? So uh, yeah, ladies who tech, yes. Ladies who tech. So what is ladies who tech? Um, I think our mission is very simple, um, is we wanted to close the gender gap. And, and most importantly is um, to promote the gender diversity inclusion uh, in the STEM industry. Uh, so, so that's our uh, uh, mission, which is very straightforward. But then uh, to achieve that, it's really um, not an easy job. It needs everyone's contribution. So uh, individual, company, uh, government, um, or other communities to, to and allies as well uh, to really contribute and then move the needles forward together. Um, so yeah, so basically we are a, a social enterprise providing uh, uh, gender diversity inclusion solutions to, especially to the corporates here in, in China and Asia. Very nice. So uh, I heard that you came to Australia to do your your university education or part of it. So Ju, how was that experience? You being, uh, you know, a young girl coming from China, you know, to study in Australia. Uh, have you had any barriers or did you feel somehow what are comfortable or uncomfortable in that journey in Australia? Um, I would say, um, yes, there's a, a big difference, obviously. Um, you know, even like, say, for example, here within China, someone from uh, moving from Beijing to Shanghai, even it's two different cities in one country, people still will feel a difference, right? Um, and then you really need to, but then again, there's more difference when I move from uh Shanghai to to um, Australia was one is um, the culture difference. Uh, secondly, is um, the language barrier as well. Um, even though we started English when we were really young, but again, um, it's still very different when you don't have that environment. Um, so I think one is the language barrier that I really need to um, pick up when I first landed in Australia. And secondly, is the culture difference. Um, uh, the, I mean, I I had no literally no uh, even foreign friends within China when I was in China. So everything to me is like I, I, I feel like I moved move to another planet. 
Um, but again, um, you know, uh, 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 I think the growth is needed, and I think that's how you grow when you are jumping out of your comfort zone. Uh, so yeah, that it was very challenging. I I, I have to admit, um, to, if, to someone who moved to a new country with uh, where speak uh, speaks different language, that you don't have friends or family, um, it's 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 very challenging. So uh, I obviously can say that I you know relate to you. Uh, uh, it's, it's it's sometimes it's a challenge that we because when we're in the middle of it. So you're living that sort of uh, you know immigration and settling in a new country, uh, and you, you don't have an option, right? So you have to do it, and and you just figure out you just you know as a build your you know network of support and etc. and 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 do the best you can. It's only and is not is not before you pass through it that you stop to think and to reflect that you really realize. You know so how hard it is, and 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 you realize about some some tough moments going through that journey. So I I, I will I'll pick on you a little bit on that. So I'm I'm uh, what I'm interested in is in this right. So today, or unfortunately not today, because we have our borders closed and etc. But 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 it's still it's still a big thing to have. Uh, a number of Chinese women coming to work, you know, to study in Australia, to work in Australia. So it is a, a movement that I don't think will stop anytime soon. Uh, for someone that's coming fresh, uh, what is story of a struggle you had and how you dealt with it that could potentially inform these girls that, you know, it's okay, then, you know, all going to be all right, so you can survive it. Um, I, I think, I think um, it's both internal, external. I think let's talk about external first. That's why I think the importance of community is very, very important, right? You need your supporting system. Uh, supporting system is, yes, um, the, the positive side is, uh, you know, you should... Uh, basically, uh, 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 having a supporting system maybe from somewhere you're familiar with. Say, for example, yeah, you will be easily making friends with uh, someone who share the same background. Same, say, for example, Chinese or Asian um, together, right? But on the other note is um, that's your supporting system that you already familiar with the culture. But at the same time, you need to jump out of comfort zone uh, as well is really try to learn and adapt and get to know uh, the local culture as well. Um, that's why you were there. Otherwise, you you should have just stayed in where you, your country is, right? Um, so you need to go really jumping out of comfort zone, even if you speak a broke English, but you still need to try uh, to get to know the local people and get it better every day. Um, so, so I guess, you know, supporting system is really important. But secondly, um, is uh, whether the, the school... Um, having providing that a very inclusive and helpful uh, environment as well, uh, which I do believe, um, you know, uh, we were very lucky that, um, you know, uh, we did have a pretty good uh, schooling system where uh, we are able to get help from. Um, but most importantly, I think the third point still from uh, coming from individual, uh, because to be honest, like when I first landed in Australia, I did not like it and I wanted to just move back after three weeks. But my mother, she was like, she's a 
tiger mom and she's a tough tough uh, giving tough love and she was like well you're already there um and you should just stay you should just um you know no matter what uh, uh get uh, uh, overcome all of the challenges so so what it was tough love and and i think it was a really great decision um and then you know at the end of the day if you wanted to um make your determination to achieve something uh there's always way uh you can achieve achieve that so i think st still you know three three factors to summarize external um and community is very important and also most importantly is really yourself oh i i love i love i love what you said particularly about your mom so it's again that sort of role of you know the female role the strong female role to come and 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 provide that advice and make sure that you stay in your journey so that's pretty good yeah, I read your story. You also have an uh, amazing role model, your mother. So I think, uh, you know, that's that's all shared, shared, shared uh, um, stories, right? <laughs> yeah. What would we be without them? Yeah. So, uh, and he also said, you know, things about luck. So, you know, we luck, we have these, luck, we have that. So it's a very recurring uh, topic in this sort of conversation as well. Uh how much we mentioned that we were luck and and also mentioned you know how grateful we are for those things that are now i think when we refer to luck we mean the stuff that don't depend on us that we were lucky to be there and the luck that was there for us so it's a very recurring as well so i i, I feel like i should share a, a very short story as well so you talk about language and Few times in my story uh, in an overseas country, I feel like I felt like I was a fraud, so, and that sentiment is quite confronting because there were time where there were times where I, my 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 language skills were not up there yet, and I really didn't understand everything that was going on around me. Is I didn't catch all the, the, the communication, the message, what people said. And for a time, I, for, for a long time, I was kind of uh, pretending I was, uh, I was understanding 100%. So I was lucky enough to be able to live understanding 60% and being able to deal with it. Uh, but it was a very confronting sentiment for a while, uh, being an immigrant, not being able to understand everything. So it does make you feel like, you know, as a, that sort of willingness to go back to comfort zone or to walk amongst people with the same background. So where, you know, you're going to you'd be more comfortable with language. But if you don't do that step, you don't get there, isn't it? We, we wouldn't be here doing a podcast in English, both of us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh Jill, you you you're back in China, so you educated in, in Melbourne University. So, uh, do you still keep tight that relationship, China and Australia, in in your professional life? Uh, yes. Um, um, uh, firstly, is when I first moved back to China, I volunteered myself to run the alumni chapter here in Shanghai. So that's one of uh, the way to stay connection with school. Um, and before COVID school actually comes uh, to to China every year to connect with alumni and also recruit new uh, students. Uh, so that's how I actually do have a quite frequent um, 
or constant communications with the school. Um, but I think due to COVID, now the school cannot travel. Uh, so how I do it is when uh, they do online seminars, they would invite me to be speakers, and I always uh, participate participate that. So and also um, I uh, my 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 I guess the Australian Chinese alumni group here uh, also very supportive to what I do um, here in China. So so yeah, so I'm still keeping very close touch with um, with uh, Australian China connections. Very nice, very nice to hear. So you do talk uh, when we talk about when, when I read about ladies who tax. So you do talk about changing the status quo. So I'll paraphrase what we're doing here with the changing the game. So uh, do you have stories for us to you know of uh, of you know the small changes that you are being able to make through ladies who tax? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, as I said, there's a few step by step, right? Firstly is, um, uh, you need to change people's, you need to educate the market and change people's mindset. Um, I guess, uh, since 2017, um, we grow from, um, zero or the two people, uh, me and my co-founder till nowadays, 30,000, uh, community size. It's already one, um, basically a tangible outcome of 30,000 is the number of uh, ladies that are members of ladies who tech. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's impressive. So, so that means uh, that shows the market needed, right? There's a market for it. But yep. then again, women tech is, uh, is uh, again, we don't, uh, it's, it's underrepresented uh, basically um, profiles uh, within the tech industry because they're different stage of leakage, right? Uh, not enough girls studying STEM and then studying STEM, not enough them taking a STEM jobs. And then when they are getting married, a family or whatever other reasons during the mid career, uh, they, they left their STEM roles and then we don't have enough leaderships, right? Um, in, a, in a STEM industry. So, so there's all leakage in a different, um, different, life circle career life circle so secondly is what we work with all the corporates here uh whoever um you know wanted to establish um the women or gender diversity inclusion uh work or even department that we helping them to giving them consultations secondly is helping them to structure and how to design a, a, a women community within the company and thirdly is how can we help them to building employment branding and then the third thing is we, uh, as I said, uh, we are not just community to uh, put on a feeling good uh, community events. Uh, so we launched our first China gender diversity inclusion uh, app, uh, and then uh, where a company can promote their employment branding to women, they can promote their uh, jobs, they can even list uh, digital upskilling courses. So we also wanted to help women for upskilling their digital skills, right? Especially in this digital economy. Um, and then a th uh, fourth thing is what we did is we published the um, uh, basically chi Chinese working women on the digital economy here in China. Um, so there are a lot of uh, things that we have done. Uh, one is making impact, educate the market. Secondly is really to build a corporate alliance group. Uh, third one is to publish our uh, building our own digital products to, uh, to continue uh, making the impact here in China. Very nice, Joe. So I'm, I'm you, you're speaking about the work that you guys do. I'm thinking about how the, uh, the companies uh, can benefit from that work. So uh, I have a, 
I have a question that's unrelated to that. It's more like um, more like related to the members or in the, the you know the ladies who tech themselves. So do you think um, there is one there is one uh, one thing in the world? So I, I actually I'm gonna take some risk here because it's assumption, right? So is what I hear is not what I is not knowledge. It's not fact. Uh, one thing is there is a skill shortage. In, in, in STEM uh, across the board, right? So uh, here in Australia, it's very clear. So there is a, a skill shortage. We need more people to work in this area. There's lots of initiatives to actually try to, to address that gap. So what I hear from outside is that China is this, you know, these, because of the population of China so large, so you have a massive number of, you know, youth graduating at school and 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 wouldn't be different in STEM, right? So you'd have a, a, a staggering number of people graduating in computer science, in data science, in engineering. So uh, first of all, I don't know if that's true that, you know, China has all these, a big number of people graduating, potentially not having that sort of skill shortage. And, and eventually, is an international career something that, uh, you know, these Chinese graduates would be looking at? Um, first, I can answer your first question first. Uh, 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 yeah. So um, I guess uh, uh, for the education-wise, China is actually doing quite well, uh, even with the gender ratio. Uh, basically, the access to the internet um, is 51 to 49, men to women, right? Uh -huh. So for the for digital digital learning quality and digital equality, China doing, is doing quite well. No matter you're in Shanghai, first-tier city, or you're in some certain, um, we, we call a fourth or fifth-tier cities. Um, so because we have a very strong basic infrastructure here, if you go to the mountains, if you in Australia, you go to the mountains, you might not have the data, but here is wherever you are, you will have the 4G, 5G, 5G, maybe not yet, but 4G data, right? Um, so that's how strong the, 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 the infrastructure and everyone basically living on a mobile phone, including my mother, right? She knows how to order online. She knows how to even do a delivery, sending a, po a, a, a delivery from home through an e-commerce platform, right? So yeah. she, she does digital payments, right? So I think we are very tech savvy. Um, and everything you have your mobile phone, you literally you're set for uh for for your day for 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 ninety percent of your life. But there's always good and bad, right? We need to get out more to nature and then not rely on my our mobile phone too much. So there's always good and bad. Yeah. Um, so education wise, yes, I think um you know I think it's also it's a universal uh, shared mission is how can we drive the STEM education, especially from young youth. But secondly, is you mean international career? Um, I think I think the shifting is uh, for now is um, uh, still I I guess it's a small portion because if you're looking at the numbers for people who go study overseas, still compared to the local talent, it's a very very small number, right? So um, to them, I think um, they 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 are very they're quite. I mean, yes, it's a very very competitive market here for for talent. Um, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, every year we have more than 7 million graduates, um, 
seven to eight million graduates every year. And then it's it's always challenging to provide enough jobs to those like college or, or graduated students. Um, you know, talking about international career, I think not really in a, a lot of their mindset. I think, you know, they're quite happy in China. But I guess for whoever lucky, you know, like myself, able to uh, get international um, uh, experience, I think, I think we still uh, would love to um, uh, contribute on what we have learned from overseas and contribute back to our home country. Uh, but at the same time, introduce good things, um, the things we are proud from China to the world. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I personally, because as I mentioned at the very beginning about the culture identity, um, I really think, you know, uh, we are, uh, you, including you, right? Like we are global citizen. Um, so we, we have a lot of different culture in us. And, and at the end, end of the day, we are, we are all the shared citizen from the earth. So really hope... Uh, you know, uh, that uh, that we are able to uh, holding hands and get over uh, the, the current challenging situation and then moving into new norm, um, they're able to always share good things together. So answering the second question, international careers would be to someone who are, um, who have the chance to, to do it. But again, you know, if you're looking at the current policy that China published uh, last month about women in tech empowerment, uh, one point they mentioned is about inter, uh, uh, international um, exchange. So they're really encouraging the women tech talents uh, in China to learn uh, from uh, from the international uh, through through say for example the visits right or uh, you know international exchange. So this is in in the policy. Yep, I I love your take. So uh, I think the main thing I got from your share now is uh, uh first of all is the taking to, you know, the hope for this world where, you know, we can hold hands and and it's less about where we are from and and more more about what we can build together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then and then coming back to uh validating or, or actually challenging some facts that I know. So, look, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to mention that I'm very skeptical about what I hear from uh, about China. Right? So I, I am in Australia and I'm skeptical about the news. I think the news have always uh, <laughs> uh, some sort of agenda behind it. And and I'm always very curious to hear from people that the, the people that is there, right? People that are there, and 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 hear, you know, as a a, a more uh, on the ground perspective. So th- thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know I think you know to having a critical uh, thinking is one of the education needs to build, right? So I think you know listen is one thing, but it's only one pr- uh, uh, perspective. I think the most convincing way is just show up and experience yourself. That's the best way. Whoever says what is still a reference. Yeah, hundred percent. So and and by the way, so I had my experience to go in a trade mission to China, and I had a, a flavor of, of what you're saying. So it was more than five years ago. It wasn't it wasn't recently? Yeah. And and I remember that going from you know as a Shanghai to Beijing, but some other cities, uh, not not mainstream cities. And yes, even you know, so even with my overseas phone, my connection was 100% up all the time and 
uh, and by the way, so I felt extremely welcome in your country. So the only thing that I regret is that I went there for the Chinese New Year holiday period. <laughs> and, and and there was not too many people on the streets, so uh, I didn't get to see more, you know, as a, a you know that vibrant metropolis uh, that Shanghai and Beijing uh, seems to be. But it was an awesome trip. I, I love that trip, and and I still cheer it. So, uh, Joe, uh, we got to our thirty minutes faster than I thought we would. Uh, <laughs> I would like maybe to you know to to have one uh, last questions. Maybe get get one not a question. Maybe have have, have you to say as uh, a message to particularly young people, particularly women. There are you know unsure if 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 the journey that they choosing a journey for them. Uh, particularly because of gender, you know, they told that that's, you know, this is not a, that's not something for girls and etc. Or so what would you, what would be your advice for people uh, for them to be able to change their games? Um, I, I mean, you know, again, uh, back to one, one, one point that I have mentioned is again, um, there's a always internal and external environment. Um, uh, so, so, I, I think externally, um, depending on what stage, right? Uh, hopefully, the parents um, and also anyone uh, not to interfere on really let the girls to pursue what they are really passionate about instead of using their unconscious bias or stereotypes, say, oh, because you're a girl, right? To mm -hmm. basically um, um, building more blocks for them to uh, on the way to the things they're really passionate about. But secondly is, um, I guess, uh, for the girls is really trust yourself, listening to your inner voice. If this is something that you really want to do um, um, and you, you really, what, what you love, um, I'm sure you will find a way to overcome. And then there's no difference between men or women in terms of studies, STEM or math. We are both equally very good at it if we wanted to do it. Yeah, very nice. And I like your message about, you know, the, the equity as opposed to uh, uh, equality, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Jill, it has been a privilege. So I, I'll keep struggling here with the, you know, the time said that we, we plan for the change in the game show because I always want to keep talking, but I will hold myself and, uh, and I'll hope we have uh, other chats in the future. So, Look, it's a privilege. I'm very grateful to have you here. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Wilson, for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. no worries. Uh, everyone on the Change in the Game, this is Jill. So I hope you enjoy our conversation and we'll be back soon. Thank you.